Our second reading is from Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. You can find it on page 1374 in the Pew Bible. Matthew 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. <clears throat> All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until after she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's great to be able to celebrate together. This morning, I want to do something quite simple. I just want to take about 10 minutes to explore this big question, why is Christmas worth celebrating? It's quite surreal to be celebrating Christmas knowing that around the world, a couple of billion people will be celebrating Jesus around this time of year. It's a big thing to be a part of, and it's happened for centuries, millennia. But why do we celebrate Christmas? Amidst the hustle and bustle and the dinners and the lunches and the family and the friends and, and everything that can happen at Christmas, it's easy to lose sight of why is Christmas worth celebrating? And today I hope the big idea that we walk away with is that Christmas is worth celebrating because Jesus is worth celebrating. And in order to get at that big point, we're going to look at the two names that are given to Jesus in this passage in Matthew now, sometimes names given to people don't quite match up with their personality. I don't know about you, your name, whether it matches up with your personality. My name, uh, my nickname is Pip. You might know me as Pip. My real name is Philip. Does anyone know what Philip means? Philip, you might know from the, from the Greek. It's a... Uh, uh, yes, a friend of horses. That's right. At best, I'm apathetic about horses. Uh, you know, I don't really have any friends who are horses. I've got some friends who are turkeys from time to time, but no friends who are horses. Uh, if Jesus lives up to the names that he's given at his birth, then Jesus is worth celebrating, and therefore Christmas is worth celebrating. The first name that he's given is probably the one that we're all familiar with, Jesus. You see this in Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 to 21 in your Bibles. It says, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. 
Jesus. The name Jesus in Hebrew means Yahweh saves or God saves. And it was quite a popular name in Jesus' time. The Israelites, of whom Jesus was a part, they had a long history of problems as a nation that God had saved them from, rescued them from. You might know something of the Israel story. They were uh, stuck in Egypt as, as slaves. They were rescued through water, through the Red Sea. They were brought out. They had to wander around in the wilderness for a while. Uh, God helped them out. They eventually gave them the law on Mount Sinai to help them know how to live. And actually, Jesus' life, if you, if you spend these whole days, keep reading through the Gospel of Matthew, you realize that Jesus' life is actually a picture of those events in a lot of ways that happened in Israel's history. Jesus, in in the next chapter, is going to go and spend some time in Egypt. Then he's going to be led through water, through baptism in chapter 3. In chapter 4, he's going to spend some time in the wilderness, being tempted by the devil. In chapter 5, God is going to give the law once again through him on the Sermon on the Mount. So much of Jesus' life is a reminder to Israel that God saves, God rescues. Jesus' life was itself a picture of God's saving work from the past. In today's world, we have many problems, don't we? We have economic problems, environmental problems, political problems, social problems. We've got problems on a global level, on a national level, even on a family level, even on an individual level. There are are always issues and, and problems that we need saving from. Jesus faced them all. Jesus faced the problems that are common to us today. He, he, like many today, was poor. He faced storms in his life, both literal and metaphorical. He was ill-treated. He was lonely. The biggest problem we have is not an economic one or an environmental one or a political one or a social one, although Jesus did much to solve those problems in his day. He healed the sick. He, he taught. He loved the outcast. But the biggest problem we have and the biggest problem they have is a spiritual problem, a spiritual problem, a disconnect from God. The Bible calls it sin. Now, sin is tough to explain quickly, but in essence, what sin is, is ignoring God. It's failing to have a right relationship with him. It's failing to honor him. It's failing to even acknowledge him as we ought. And I don't know know about you, but I realize when I look back on the year that I've had, there have been plenty of times when I've ignored God. And it's a problem because it means that we can't have a right relationship with God. That's the biggest problem we have today is is a spiritual problem. And Jesus faced that problem head on for us. He died on the cross for our sins so that we might have a right relationship with God. There's a book in the Bible called Romans, and it it puts it like this. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, Christmas is a time to demonstrate your love to your loved ones, your family, your friends. But Christmas is also a time when God demonstrated his love to his enemies, to people who hated him, to people who ignored him, them and us. Jesus lived up to his name. God saves. Jesus lived up to his name. That's the first reason why Christmas is worth celebrating. Name number two, maybe one we're less familiar with, Emmanuel. We see this in verses 22 and 23. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, another Hebrew name, means God with us. Now this 
unlike Jesus, was not a popular name in Jesus' time. Uh, we don't see this name much in the Bible. In fact, Jesus, you might know through the rest of the gospel, isn't really called Emmanuel. They keep calling him Jesus, not Emmanuel. You read through the rest of the New Testament, Emmanuel doesn't really come up. Emmanuel, the idea that God, a holy, good God, would dwell in any form with people was a controversial idea then, and it's a controversial idea now. The idea that God could dwell among people today is controversial because a lot of people just don't think God's there. Does God really exist? That's a question that people put out, and it's a good question. And at Christmas, the claim of Christians, the claim of the Bible is that Jesus is God with us. Emmanuel is God with us. And so if you want to know if God is real, a great place to start is investigating Jesus. And who is Jesus? But the idea is also controversial because it's uncomfortable for many people. It's an uncomfortable idea that God would come into your life at at any point. Um, It's kind of like having people pop into your house unexpectedly when everything's a mess and you're not dressed properly and, and the food's not ready, maybe it's Christmas Day and people come early, they come an hour early by accident. It can be uncomfortable, it can be awkward. And, we, and, and for a lot of people, the idea that God would come into their life is an uncomfortable idea because a lot of people feel like we've got to clean up our act, we've got to clean up our lives before God can come in. Well, Christmas is a reminder that God lets himself in. God comes even when the world is a mess, even when our lives are a mess. He wants a relationship with us. He wants to dwell with us. And that's the good news of Christmas. Even if we've deserted God, even if we've spent our whole lives ignoring God, God still wants a relationship with us. He still wants a relationship with you. And so let me encourage you, if you want to explore that more, check out the Hope Explored course coming up. That would be a great opportunity to dig into the person and work of Jesus more deeply. You might know that Jesus' own disciples let him down a lot through his life. Uh, As he was being led away to the cross, they actually deserted him. They left him to die alone. But Jesus didn't leave them. After his resurrection, he found them, he appeared to them. And the very last words in Matthew's gospel, Jesus said this to them. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is with us always. That's why Christmas is worth celebrating. Jesus lives up to his two names, Jesus and Emmanuel. Jesus is God's way of saving people from the biggest problem of all, sin. Jesus is God's way of being with us, even at our worst. And so can I just put it out there, maybe a news resolution for you is to explore Jesus more, to investigate him, because he's worth celebrating. That's the reason why Christmas is worth celebrating. And it's great to be able to celebrate with you all today. Merry Christmas. How about I pray? Please pray with me. Father, we give you great thanks for this great gift of Jesus, your son. You come in the flesh to be with us, to dwell amongst us, even at our worst, so that you might save us from our sin. Thank you for the celebration that Christmas can be because Jesus is worth celebrating. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.